what you're what you what you're doing is by making this a visual like a graphic all of a sudden my blood pressure goes up <laughs> like i can i can look at it and i can go oh that's so cool oh i can make a decision where if i go into business reports i'm going oh god mm -hmm. you know this is so Hey everyone, it's Norm Farrar, AKA The Beard Guy here, and welcome to another Lunch with Norm, the e-commerce and Amazon FBA podcast. Today, we're gonna be talking about managing your advertising better, how to blend data streams for success. We're gonna be talking about strategies that businesses can employ to effectively consolidate these fragmented data, uh, data sources, sources, now speak English, Norm, and the pros and cons of using snapshots versus time series data analysis. So welcome to another Lunch with Norm, the e-commerce and Amazon FBA podcast. All right, today, I am excited about this because this is one, one of my favorite ladies in the space, uh, and she's going to be talking about managing your advertising better, how to blend data streams for success. Our guest is a CEO and co-founder of PPC Ninja. She has been in the e-commerce industry for 10 years. She That means she must have started this at 13. And she is passionate about helping sellers with creative Amazon PPC strategies that work. And we're talking about my friend and PPC ninja, Rita Java. Anyways, now let's talk. Uh, let's go to our sponsor before we get to Ritu and Kelsey. Hit the this button. episode of Lunch with Norm is sponsored by SureGo Marketing. Ready to take your brand to the next level on TikTok and Instagram? Shergo Marketing specializes in helping entrepreneurs and coaches build profitable brands on TikTok and Instagram and in less than 90 days. With Shergo Marketing, you can build your brand, create incredible video content, and increase leads without spending a single dime on ad spend. Visit ShergoMarketing.com today and elevate your brand. Now, let's get back to the show. And welcome, Ritu. I can't hear you. <laughs> Norm. There we go. Good to see you again. <laughs> I have to wonder, did you color coordinate yourself with your background? Oh my God. Yeah. I don't know how that happened. <laughs> I do that with mine, by the way. Yeah, I can yeah. see. You're, you're more, more on the dark side, you know, and I'm on the, the red side. So yeah, I, I think we can. People have all, often told me I'm on the dark side. I, I don't are? know. Why, no. But, uh... <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, we're just fresh back from a conference, uh, you know, we the conference are. we were in Chicago, which yeah. was pretty good. That's and great. those guys are having another one very close. Like I guess yeah. it's uh, two months out, but uh, they're having another conference in Orlando. And once we get the link, we'll let everybody know. What did you think of that? What did you think of the conference? I liked it. Um, I liked the approach. It was different. Mm -hmm. um, I liked that they were mostly focused on like uh, uh, workshops. You know, it right. wasn't just like 
one uh, one way streams like it wasn't like a speaker telling people what to do but it was more like uh, a two way kind of um, workshop style with a lot of mentorship and also i like the idea of think tanks uh, the fact that you know you could get into small groups and then brainstorm around a topic that was unique i think uh, a lot of conferences don't have that uh, or if they do they probably need you know like a separate day just for workshops and stuff like that so this was kind of nice the way it was integrated it was different i liked yeah. it yeah, yeah I, I thought they did a, a good job too. So once we get the information from them, yeah. uh, we'll make sure that we post that. All right. So let's talk about the topic today. Yeah. How do you address the challenge of data fragmentation across various sources like Amazon business reports or ads or external data or stuff like that? Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, um, it's, it's very much... Um, the elephant in the room uh, because mm -hmm. everybody knows that they have too much data i think everybody understands that there's no excuse uh, anywhere uh, to not act on data it's just that it's too voluminous it's too fragmented and it's very hard to kind of uh, draw any insights especially when there's so many factors that are different like uh, the way data is um, ingested into certain systems. They might have attribution delays. Uh, they might not line up um, along the same dimensions. For example, some, some reports are more aligned with ASINs and some are more aligned with SKUs. And then how do you match those up? And how do you match those up with your ads and your keywords and all that stuff? So there's a lot of data out there uh, and very little um, you know, skill uh, to kind of merge them skillfully and get, you know, the results that you need to make business decisions on the fly, like all the time. So you need systems, right? So I think that's what we're going to talk about today, how we can kind of combine data from different streams and set up a system for yourself that can help you manage uh, your business much better. Perfect. I'm just uh, seeing that uh, Ben is actually disguised or Shia is actually disguised as Ben. So he was over, over I don't know if uh, if uh, you know Shia, but he's awesome. He was in Chicago as well. Oh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I just saw that come up in the comments. So uh, yeah, that's cool. All right. So what about that amount of data that you have? Like that's that's always been, I'm not a big data, you know, person. Um, I'm more on the branding, aesthetics, that side of things, bringing out the most in a listing through um, just copy and aesthetics. You're the complete opposite. You know, you're yeah. at 180. You're you're data driven. And by the way, data. I have to admit that it's the data that makes the sales. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. you can have as long as you have a half decent listing, and mm -hmm. once you have that data, then that's the gold mine. And I can tell you. Every major seller that I know is data driven. Yep. Mm -hmm. So, but it confuses me. Like I'm looking at it and I have people do it for me because that's not my skill. But uh, what do you look at? What are these, what's the information that you need to drive your decisions? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I think that uh, most people uh, that are selling on Amazon, they kind of think that they are selling products, but actually they are just leveraging data. Like I 
don't think that there's any product out there that can stand like a hundred percent chance of success uh, unless you've kind of done a lot of keyword research, unless you've done all the things that you need to do to make it successful. So all the decisions we take to make a product sell are based in data. Like unless you have that uh, handle uh, on, you know, the numbers, uh, you're basically just kind of, uh, you know, making a shot in the dark and it's it's not going to result in any uh, predictable kind of success. So you might think that it's selling products, but actually you guys are actually leveraging data, uh, starting with whatever Amazon gives us and other tools that give us. So I think there's, there's something to, um, you know, clearing up the, uh, the clouds or fog around data and making it a little bit more accessible that maybe people don't talk about. They might talk about strategy, let's say with ads or let's say with um, some hacks or, you know, how, how to get seller support or whatever. But at the end of the day, because you're sitting on this pile of data, this mountain of data, uh, there's something uh, to be said about, you know, digging under your feet and you'll find a well there. You're all sitting on like mountains of data, but you probably don't know how to use it. So uh, that's basically the focus of uh, what I wanted to share with you guys today. Now, when it comes to advertising data, there's a few different non-advertising data that we also need to ingest in order okay. to make decisions. So number one, of course, is your business reports, right? You have business reports, but then within business reports also, there's like eight or nine different types of business reports. There's by date, by ASIN, by child ASIN, the sales and traffic. So there's a bunch of those. So which one of those should you pay attention to? Then within that, there's a lot of like um, metrics, like uh, there's a unit session percentage, there's buy box percentage, there's just your regular sales and, and so on. Then there's mobile versus um, desktop, browser views, et cetera, et cetera. There's so much, so much there, right? You probably want to pick the ones that make the most sense. When it comes to advertising alone, there's like 35 different reports, uh, actually growing. 35 was like maybe six months ago, so now it's probably more. Um, so there's those reports that you need to figure out which ones of those reports actually matter, which ones uh, you can just so maybe, yeah. Ritu, can we go back to the business reports? Absolutely. And you were talking about the, the different versions there. Hmm. What would you suggest and which of the KPIs would you focus on as a seller? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, you know, definitely um, the, the daily sales dashboard is one that everybody is probably looking at daily, right? You're probably looking at multiple times a day. Uh, but then these, there's the um, uh, ASIN, uh, AS, sorry, uh, detail page um, sales and traffic by uh, Chai Laysen report. Uh, that's, a, uh, that's an important one that I go to a lot. And then I also go to the sales and traffic report because that gives me like a two-year uh, graph graphical representation of what's happened. And I can always uh, put, um, I can always add to the graph, like from the table below. So there's a, a graphical section up at the top and then there's a tabular section at the bottom. You can actually click on e any one of those tabular details and say add to graph. And so then it will come up and then you can see how things are trending. So I'm all about trends. Like it doesn't matter what, data looks like today because it's going to change the next moment the moment you you've pulled that data that the very next moment it's already changed so the only thing that makes sense with data is uh trends so being able to see those trends uh, over time 
Um, so I, I think those three would be my kind of go-to, my favorite reports within business reports. Okay. And then in terms of like you said, which um, uh, which of the KPIs within that, um, I mean, I definitely look at buy box percentage because that directly impacts uh, advertising. Uh, if if your buy box percentage tends to be on the lower side, it just means that your ads are going to be uh, in and out, you know, all, all day long. Like you lose a buy box, you lose ads, but then there's some ad types that keep running, um, believe it or not, <laughs> there's some ad types that are not buy box aware. Uh, so they'll keep running. Um, so you need to know that stuff. So if a little bit of, you know, of a buy box loss is okay, but too much of it is going to hurt you. And you can't just go in all day long and check what your buy box is right now and then turn off ads. You can't, you can't be doing that. Uh, like I said, sponsored products are buy box aware. Uh, some of the other types uh, may not be. So that that's the, that's the other one. Then we have unit session percentage, probably the most important KPI within the business report because that tells you the conversion rate in Amazon's terms. So unit session percentage is basically the number of units to sessions and sessions is just how many people actually showed up and had a session with your page. Uh, it doesn't mean how many page visits, but it just means the session itself. Like if they were there, uh, visiting and, and they kind of browsed around and came back. That's considered a session within the 24 hours. So the ratio of how many people came to your page and then uh, like what percentage of those people purchased from you is so important because it gives you, uh, it, it guides you basically because you will be able to kind of extrapolate that information for your ads as well. So let's say you have a unit session percentage of 10%. It means every 10th person is likely to buy. Uh, and that's a statistic that you can uh, kind of reliably use as long as you have enough data. Like if you have very little data, like one order a day and so on, then data will be bouncing around everywhere. It doesn't make sense to um, look at such short periods of time. You probably want to expand your time out so that you can get more uh, data sufficiency, right? So knowing what your unit session percentage is can help you with your ads. Uh, and so having that unit session percentage as a graph, which no, it doesn't exist anywhere unless you actually set it up that way, you need your unit session percentage as a graph per SKU. Uh, and that's kind of a challenge because there's no view on Amazon that does that for you. They give you an aggregate. They give you a graph over time aggregate across the entire account, but they don't give it to you by SKU. So that's basically the challenge that we're trying to, to solve here. Um, so they don't give it to you in a graph, and I'm just kind of curious. Yeah, I, and I've been uh, I've been checking out this program that you've been talking about, or this app on Google called Looker. Yeah. And can you import that information into Looker? Absolutely. Yeah. And then that's where you can mm -hmm. easily turn this into a graph. Yeah. So uh, yeah. So. Uh, uh, importing it into Looker is a little bit of a simplification. There's a step before that because Looker doesn't have any database by itself. It's just a visualization tool, mm -hmm. but it can be hooked to any other data source. It could be Google Sheets or it could be BigQuery or some sort of uh, you know, cloud-based uh, bucket storage. Those three are the ones that Looker can hook up to um, or just a regular database if you're more advanced. But let's say you just have uh, a bunch of CSV downloads from Amazon. You want to switch, basically you want to stitch that data together, get it into a time series format, and then you can do uh, graphical representations of 
that data over time. And that's what where you get the maximum out of your data because you see whether it's going up or it's going down or it's staying flat. You know, those are the things that tell you whether there's a potential for growth. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's it's interesting uh, about uh, Looker. Our um, our operations manager brought it up to us uh, for our press releases uh, and information about that. And she says, this is, this is going to be a game changer. This is, and she loved it. And then a week later, I see that you actually had um, uh, an event, not an event, but a, um, a webinar about Looker. Is that webinar still around? It is. Yeah, it is. It's on our YouTube channel, actually. Uh, it's, um, I don't know what it's called, but yeah, it's it's right there. Probably Ritu, uh, Ritu and Looker. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> something, something like that. Something but like that, uh, yeah. if you haven't, if you're listening right now and you haven't heard about uh, this Google app, uh, check it out. It's uh, it's pretty cool, and I know uh, that the if you check out the YouTube uh, video, uh, Ritu will do a, a great job explaining because she that's what she is. She's an educator. She's a master <laughs> educator. So, <laughs> anyways, let's continue with yeah. uh, with these. Uh, yeah. different reports yeah so so then uh, so we talked about uh, some of the business reports mm -hmm. uh, we talked about uh, you know going over to the ad reports there's 35 plus ad reports um, and now there's a whole kind of slew of reports under brand analytics right you have your search query performance reports uh, that are also kind of snapshots and you want to convert them into time series that's the only way they start to become meaningful you know by themselves they have limited benefit but then you uh the moment you start stitching time uh sorry snapshots together to build them into time series then you can start to see the trends and that's what's most interesting uh just to give you an example with the search query performance report you can find out search volume of certain search queries right now recently amazon made some changes to their autocomplete um you know the thing the thing where you type in a word and then it auto completes the search um now they've reorganized that so the first thing that used to show up is no longer the first thing that shows up anymore so if someone were to do that and then you know hit tab or just press down and and pick the first option from the options presented then you know your search um, volume is now shifted to a different keyword you used to be really good with one keyword well now it's no longer the first keyword and it's somewhere below and people have to actually click down to get it from the autocomplete they, they're not going to do that so we noticed like <laughs> large volumes of data or sorry large volumes of search volume uh, data just uh, you know dwindle into nothingness uh, so like one one month uh, search volume on a, a certain search query was 80,000 next month it was 20,000 so it's not like demand for that product has gone away it's just that it's got rearranged something else has uh, more search volume now and so you want to make sure that you're uh, you know optimized for that new search uh, search query so all this was possible for us to see when we did like a month-over-month -month analysis uh, with a search query performance uh, data. So, so that's search query performance. And then there's another big kind of um, area for data gathering, uh, which is basically your keywords, right? Keyword rank tracking. Keyword rank tracking is um, generally... Uh, available as trends with most of the softwares that we see out there. The problem, though, is that that is 
kind of locked inside that software. You can't extract it out. It's very hard to get that out and do an analysis with everything else you have going. If you're maybe doing uh, some sort of, I don't know, lightning deal strategy or uh, something, um, or you've changed uh, a few things on your listing and you want to see how it pans out with um, any impact on keyword ranking, et cetera, uh, you now have to go to, let's say, Helium 10 or uh, Jungle Scout or whatever, go there, download a report, then upload it somewhere, then compare it with something else, then do a VLOOKUP, and then try to figure out what's going on. And then you have to do this like week over week, month over month. That's too much work. It's just too much. It's just disparate information that you can't stitch together in, in, you know, in one common place. Uh, which is why, again, like I said, you need a system. You need a system that is bringing in data from different sources, blending it together, so that anytime you need to make a decision, you don't have to go to five different systems. You have it in one system. And if you think that you can get a software that does this, all of this magically, there is no such software. There's no software that actually gives you all of this information in the format that you want. And uh, I mean, even if there was a, a one or two softwares that are close enough, they're going to be super expensive. Like they're super expensive for what you're trying to do. So for the average seller, those softwares are out of question. You're not going to pay like thousands of dollars just to be able to see data from different streams. So what options do you have? Well, you can build that system yourself. And that's what I'm here to say, that you can actually build that system yourself. And then there's ways to kind of stream data in through different APIs that are available. I didn't touch on some of the other APIs. There's also Keepa. I don't know if you guys know about mm -hmm. Keepa. I, I think everybody knows about Keepa, right? Keepa gives you competitor information, price tracking information, uh, events like uh, you know, like lighting deals that your competitors are doing or price ch changes that they're undergoing or things like, um, you know, uh, gosh, like how many UPCs they have, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, there's a lot of information in in keep in the Keepa API. Um, how can you ingest that information in making business decisions uh, with the, the rest of the stuff that you're doing? So basically, we're saying that with ads, there's there is the ad data, of course, but then there's other external data that can help you make better decisions. Uh, if you if you just knew what was going on in in these other um, you know data spaces. Okay, so you were talking about uh, bringing in all these different systems. Now I know you can't show us, but how are you doing this? Yeah, so so basically, um, I mean, I can't share my screen for uh, people who are watching on YouTube or any other visual. Uh, if okay, that's okay, perfect. Yeah. Okay. So let me share my screen here. Oh, you know what? Yeah. Before you do that, you can get the, the screen set up. Yeah. But uh, why don't we talk about the Wheel of Kelsey? So if you're new, and I see that there's a bunch of new people uh, listening today, uh, if you have uh, never watched this podcast before, we have something at the top of it, the hour called the Wheel of Kelsey. And this is where we give away a product or a service or something. And to enter this, it's hashtag Wheel of Kelsey. Tag two people, you get a second entry. And today we have a giveaway from PPC Ninja. And Ritu, why don't you let us know what that is? Yeah, so basically, uh, you know, we're going to do a, like a free data audit to see how well you are set up for success with 
respect to your data? Like how are you doing your data ingestion from different streams? Like what is your system? Uh, and we're going to evaluate that and give you recommendations. So that's basically the giveaway. Very good. All right. So if you're interested in this, and by the way, having somebody like Ritu do this, uh, she's one of the top in the industry. So um, it is worth it. Hashtag Wheel of Kelsey, uh, tag two people, and you'll grab a second entry. Now, before we get uh, to Ritu's screen, uh, let's have a word from our sponsor. This episode of Lunch with Norm is sponsored by VAA Philippines. Looking for a high-quality virtual assistant for your business? With the rigorous screening, intensive Amazon and Walmart training, and ongoing professional development, get the peace of mind with skill and motivated virtual assistants for a long-term working relationship. Hire through VAA today, and now let's get back to the show. All right. Now we're back. Okay. Awesome. Okay. So for those of you who are listening only, uh, I'll just share, you know, what the screen is showing right now. We're basically talking about snapshots versus time series. And on the left, I have like snapshots of data that um, a, a snapshot is basically when you go to Amazon and say, hey, give me data for this period of time. And you download a report that is a snapshot. It is static. The moment you download it, it is static. It's not changing. It's not showing you a trend. So snapshots are great for like one-time analysis and for aggregate data only. Whereas the moment you start stitching together different snapshots and joining them on a date, uh, basically that becomes your key, uh, the primary key that combines um, data across different uh, snapshot uh, time periods. Then you get a time series report. A time series report can help you do continuous data analysis, which means the data itself is continuous in nature and you can see trends there. You can do drill downs with that sort of data. You can do trend analysis. You can combine other time series reports because guess what? The thing that's common between two time series report is, um, is time. So all you need to do is uh, combine that data. The data remains the same and your data values are different from two different sources. So you now have the ability to combine them and see them on the same graph. Just to give you an example, uh, you know, if you want to see your ACOS over time and your TACOS over time, how do you do that? You obviously want to have two different time series and you combine them and then you can see both those in the same view, which is really powerful. Um, you can also draw correlations and comparisons. Think about, you know, combining uh, things that you would never have thought matter uh, with another uh, you know, kind of data. For example, let's say if you were to do an analysis of buy box percentage over time and ad sales over time, there's no view anywhere that gives you that information together. But if you put it all together uh, in a time series, then you can combine them and you can see both those values in the same in the same graph. Um, and then there's also predictions that you can do because obviously when you have a trend-based data, you can you can use uh, regression analysis or any kind of like trending um, uh, metrics to kind of show you how it's going up or down or flat. And then this kind of data is more data sufficient because it's accumulated over a period of time, not just a snapshot of time. So that's basically uh, how you would start to transition stuff. 
Um, now there is a data management framework that uh, you know don't get intimidated. It's just a, a way of saying ETL. Uh, ETL basically stands for extract, transform, and load. And this is just a standard uh, practice in data science where you know when you want to um, actually analyze large volumes of data, then you need to extract different pieces of data from different sources, which are basically snapshots. And then you want to do some data scrubbing, which basically means you're getting it ready for uh, ingestion. Um, examples of data scrubbing could be, um, you know, uh, let's say one report from Amazon, uh, let's say the search query performance report, you've downloaded it for the month. Um, it already provides you with a date column, which is really cool because it's already in time series uh, format alignment with time series format. However, if you go and download, let's say a search term report, no, not, not search term. If you go to the business report, let's say, and you download the, um, uh, the, the, the detail page sales and traffic report by Chai Lason. If you download that, there is no date column in that. So you got to do an additional column so that you can then match these two guys together, right? So uh, that sort of stuff, you, you need to scrub your data. So that's the transformation uh, phase. And then you load it up into some sort of data warehouse or some sort of system where all of these data streams have been put together in tables and stuff. So that's where you start to kind of render your data in the format that is now ready for visualization. So the last step of this uh, framework is the visualization piece. So visualization uh, is, um, is where you actually uh, showcase different, um, like looking at slices and dices of data and showing them uh, or building stories out of your data. You're forcing your data to kind of give you a story that you or, or, or some sort of outline that you couldn't see uh, otherwise, right? So the visualization piece uh, is where Looker Studio comes in, right? Uh, the previous three pieces are uh, different software. So let me just show you what this low-code, no-code framework looks like. So here is uh, three three different uh, uh, you know um, softwares that are all from Google, right? So Google Sheets, everybody knows Google Sheets, no explanation needed. Google BigQuery, this is the data warehouse where you can actually um, load up a lot of data from different sources into different tables. Um, and then you can run queries on, on those. Um, and then there's Looker Studio, which is your visualization um, uh, software, right? Uh, now, oh, sorry. Uh, now, where do you get your raw data from? Your raw data could come from directly from Amazon, uh, either through an API. You, you could use an API to stream that data into your system, or you could have a VA download it at a particular frequency that you define and then let it go into this system and then uh, you can uh, convert that into time series there. Uh, you can have add data. So just to say PPC Ninja actually streams add data out into Google Sheets. So that can be used uh, as is because it's got um, like uh, your, your add data is has a time stamp on it. So we provide you the time stamp so that you can see how it's trending. Everything is trending. And then there's Keepa and other APIs. There's so many APIs that you could uh, pick up from and put it into the system. Um, so this this is basically kind of the blueprint, the framework that I'm, uh, you know, 
working with and also suggesting uh, where your organization needs a data ecosystem where you have all these pieces. Now, how you achieve this is up to you, depending on what size of business you are. If you're a small business, you probably you're fine with Google Sheets alone, uh, like if you don't have a lot of volume of data. But just know that Google Sheets starts to break after a certain point, like the moment you cross a certain number of rows, it will start to hang on you. It will start to say things like too many rows, blah, blah, blah. So Google Sheets has its limits, but it's great for like small businesses. You can actually do all three things there if if your business is really small. Uh, but the moment you start to scale, then this is the system you're looking at. Um, yeah. Does uh, for a smaller seller, can anybody get access to the Amazon API? Uh, anyone can apply for it. Now, they they might need a little bit of um, uh, help uh, in setting things up. Uh, so, yes, there is something called the SP API. Uh, you can basically get that API. Um, and uh, if, the, if you use one of the third-party tools out there to pipe that data into your system, that's great because then you don't need any development uh, effort on in, inside your organization. Uh, so you can do that. Uh, uh, yeah, I think that's the best way. I mean, and, and uh, let's say you don't want to use an API, you don't want to go there, then the simplest other way is go through this VA route, set up an SOP where they go in once a week or once a month or daily, whatever you like. Actually, daily is uh, is a recipe for failure because uh, attribution and all that stuff, you guys know this. So maybe weekly or monthly goes in and downloads certain reports, uh, scrubs that data, adds a um, time series stamp or a timestamp on on the on the period so that you you know what that data is representing, which period of time it's representing, and then you stitch it all together. Okay. Very good. Yep. All right. Does anybody have any questions? I know we have one. We'll get to it shortly. But uh, we've got quite a few people that are listening. Uh, I see Tony just uh, joined us. Uh, anybody have questions? Ritu's here. It doesn't matter, um, you know, if it's a, a beginner, a new seller, or right up to advanced. Uh, let us know. Don't hold back. And uh, we can get to them at the top of the hour. Yeah. All right. Another thing that... Uh, I think that's important, especially for people that are either having their first VA or they're doing it all themselves. Uh, how much does it, how much time does it take to implement all this? You know, if you've got the system kind of nailed uh, down, I think it, it doesn't take that much time. Uh, I think most of the, most of the time gets wasted in uh, not knowing what you're doing. Like if you know what you're doing, if you, if you tell your VA exactly what you want, uh, then it's not it's not that much of a burden uh, on on the system. I think it's pretty doable. And you know, if you use uh, you know an organization like VA or um, you know even if you go and uh, find uh, you know really good talent in the Philippines uh, or other places, uh, you can set this up. And you know, it's it's um, it's not that expensive, honestly. Yeah, it, yeah, it's not expensive at all. And yeah. thank you for uh, mentioning one of our sponsors, by the way. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I, I thought thought that's probably the right thing to do. <laughs> but the, the main thing is, uh, yeah. you can get this set up fairly quickly, uh, fairly uncomplicated, just depending on the size of your business. And you can always expand and grow out, um, and and bring in bring in different levels of VAs uh, as you grow. Right, yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, um, you know, I wanted to show one or two more examples of that. Sure. Okay, um, Norm. Yeah, so um, I think, let me just scroll here. Okay, so I wanted to show you search query performance and what you can do with it once you have it in the time series format. So here's an example of uh, using search query revenue per search term over time. Um, most people have looked at the search query performance for, let's say, gaps in what they're advertising, <clears throat> looking for new words to ad advertise. That's a fine use of the search query performance report. Uh, but then there's also this kind of analysis you can do where you have uh, searches on on the rows. Each, each row is a search, search query. And then in the columns, I have my different months. So I have eight months of data here from uh, October through May. And then what I've done here is I have assigned a dollar value or a revenue per search term uh, amount here. Uh, and then I'm seeing the trend over time. Uh, basically, every search query has, uh, you know, like you can you can find out the price, um, the average price that um, uh, each search query is, um, is representing. And it's part of the search query performance report. So you just multiply that by your ASIN, uh, purchases count and, and that will give you the dollar amount. And so you can see how things trend over time. And then you can also see one more thing. Uh, this first search query is bringing in $23,000 per month, whereas this one at the bottom, okay, let's take this one, $845 per month. Which one do you think is more important? Obviously the first one. So in this case, you get a different view of the data. It's not just the count of conversions, but it also is the the amount, the dollar amount that each search term is worth. And then you're seeing how much that goes up or down over time. So like this trend shows that in December, the same dollar amount was almost double. It was $51,000 from one search term. And so you know that this is an important search term that you wanna absolutely keep no matter what, because it's bringing you, you know, revenue. So this is one way, um, I'm gonna skip this one, but let me show you another example. Sorry, I'm gonna scroll through here real quick. No problem. Okay, here you go. So here's uh, one where I did a SKU performance over time, and this is coming from business reports, right? So uh, you wanna download your detailed page, sales and traffic by SKU and download that report. And so now uh, what I'm doing here is I'm plotting the unit session percentage for a select number of SKUs over time. Like I said earlier, this is um, a view that you don't get within Seller Central. There's no place uh, in Seller Central that shows you per SKU how the conversion rate or the unit session percentage trended over time. And, and if let's say you have, let's say variations, uh, you can select those variations and see how the variations are trending in a set, like this is a set of five. So I've just picked five and I can see the blue variation has the highest unit session percentage off late. So there's something going on here. So that gives me uh, an input for my PPC. Like I know that this is the one that I need to kind of prioritize because of the advantages that I'm seeing here with the conversion rate. Another way of looking at uh, things is uh, your sales trend by selected SKUs over time. Again, not available on Seller Central. You can see in this set of five SKUs, uh, you know, there seems to be like some sort of downward trend, uh, but you can also see which of the variations has the highest uh, sales amongst all. 
So that's another kind of cool way of visualizing your data. So there's many, many ways of like um, visualizing once you have all the data in into your system. Um, I, I noticed that this is a presentation and you have many different uh, reports within that presentation. Is that uh, available anywhere? Um, or is that uh, part of a course that you did? How would how would people, if they wanted to understand the different, yeah. okay. Oh, uh, so I can give you, uh, like I do have a QR code. If you want to download my slides, you can you can do that. And I've used this slide, the, the slide deck in the past, but you, if you want to download it, um, I can share that right now. Oh, that'd um, be great. Yeah, there's a bunch of different, um, you know, examples here that you could. <clears throat> Is it PPC Ninja or PPC Wizard? According <laughs> to Kyle, it's uh, PPC Wizard. <laughs> Kyle. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, the only difference is the wizard has a wand and a ninja might have like a shuriken or something. <laughs> we'll make sure you get one. Okay. <laughs> so, okay. So here is my, uh, one second. Here are my QR code for my slides if you want to download them. Um, so yeah, so that'll give you access to all the other examples I have in this um, awesome. in this deck. Yeah. That's, so uh, we'll we'll make sure that if this is on a podcast that we get you this QR code somehow. But uh, yeah, I just noticed that as you were going through, you had all these other um, reports that you were uh, you had in, within this presentation. So first yeah. of all, you know, thank you so much for providing this. I uh, I'm sure that you weren't expecting me to ask that. So I appreciate <laughs> it. <laughs> okay. The, the next question is, um, what should businesses expect to see once they start to implement uh, these changes in their Amazon ads? Yeah, I think better decision-making. Uh, that would be the, the most important benefit of this. Um, you'll be able to see, um, like, let's say, which search terms are more valuable, uh, you'll be able to see um, how things are trending. Let's say search volume trends. You'll be able to switch gears when you see variations, different, you know, how different variations are performing. So there's a lot. I touched on a few, but there's so many different ways. I mean, sky's the limit when it comes to creativity with, with your data. Uh, and even I haven't in uncovered all the possible use cases of, you know, using all, all of this data together. But just having it and just, you know, allowing yourself to absorb uh, the splendor <laughs> of it will give you some ideas. You know, the more the more time you spend with data, the more ideas you will get and the better decisions you'll be able to make over time. Yeah. And, you know, we talked at the very beginning about, or at least for me, uh, I'm not uh, uh, I'm not into the data side. Other people on the team are. Um, I like aesthetics. I like looking at uh, at, cr at creating images or creating the optimized, the the totally optimized product listing. Right, that's something I can get in, jump two feet into, and get that done. However, on the data side, uh, I can do it, but I'm not great at it. And, you know, that's, that's the weakness. I don't play off my weakness. I don't have our team play off their weaknesses. I want them to play off their strengths, but by doing what you're, what you, what you're doing is by making this a visual, like a graphic, 
all of a sudden my blood pressure goes up. <laughs> like I can, I can look at it and I can go, Oh, that's so cool. Oh, I can make a decision where if I go into business reports, I'm going, Oh God, mm -hmm. you know, this is so boring. Yeah. <laughs> but yes. by doing this, that, that makes a huge change. So if you're a decision maker uh, and hopefully it's just not your decision, but somebody that knows the data and how they can apply it to the account. But it's like knowing your numbers. And if you can see this and you can visualize this and you can, you can act on it. Now you've got, even through a graphic, the ability to act on it rather than just looking at columns and rows, which is so different. You know, it's more of a binary thing where it's just, uh, Blah. right <laughs> well you love yeah. it probably like <laughs> your, your heart's going like this and i'm my heart's like <laughs> fossilized <laughs> yeah look looker studio is like my dessert <laughs> there, there there we go there we go <laughs> like, so, what can i do today with looker studio <laughs> there, there we go so if anybody has any questions uh we do have some questions in here we'll start to answer them uh right away but if you have not put in um, for the Wheel of Kelsey giveaway, make sure you do. Rita, like, uh, who was it? Kyle was saying she is a wizard. And <laughs> don't miss out on this opportunity to have an audit. And she's going to be talking about, you know, how you can apply what she's found. So hashtag Wheel of Kelsey, tag two people, and you'll get a second entry. But uh, let's get into the questions now. Anytime, Kels, you can just unmute and do your thing. Just unmute and do your thing. Okay, so from Neil, uh, a lot of gurus say they shouldn't run PPC until you have 10 or 15 reviews uh, when you're first launching. I think that's probably BS, but what do you guys think? Uh, you know, you're probably right. <laughs> I definitely run PPC the moment... Um, uh, you know, we launch a product because uh, it's a little bit of a chicken and egg, right? In order to get those 15 reviews, you need a lot of sales. In order to get a lot of sales, you need to push it. And when you launch a product on Amazon, it's basically sitting at the bottom of a very large pile of products. And so getting visibility, um, you're essentially relying on Amazon, right, to do that for you. And without PPC, you probably won't be able to do it. Or you might, might be um, relying on external traffic, which is still a little bit better, I guess, if you have external traffic and you're counting on the honeymoon period from Amazon to kind of help you uh, get some visibility, uh, that's fine. But I, I generally run PPC right at the start. Um, so I agree with you there. All right. Very good. Next. Okay. Uh, next one is from Tony. Um, do you prefer to pay uh, salary, salary monthly or hourly for any VAs that you're working with? Yeah, good question. So I generally, uh, like we generally start uh, with an hourly uh, just because we want to get to know each other. Like we need to know if this VA is a good fit for us. Once we have uh, like sufficient evidence that it's going to work, then we convert it into a uh, salary. I do something a bit different. Mm -hmm. uh, so if if the position is open, if we're getting enough um, interest and it, we get busy enough, we typically will hire somebody on a probationary period, not hourly, probationary period, and 
if it's at the 20 hour mark, we think we'll be using them. We hire them full time. And then we have that over a three month period where we can come to a decision anytime over that three months. Um, and by the way, uh, some people take advantage of this, uh, where, uh, a VA will say, Oh, I'll work for free for the probation period. Or some people ask for that. We're a hundred percent against that. Yeah, people same. get paid for what they do. Yeah. I mean, even with interns, I, we don't do them for free. Same so. here. Yeah. In, interns get paid. Get paid. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Next. Okay, last one, um, also from Tony. Uh, are you on TikTok, Ritu? <laughs> no, I am not. <laughs> I have seen you dance, and <laughs> I think I think that you should go on TikTok. So, I, so tell me how this TikTok will go, right, with, with ads and stuff. Like, what kind of ninja <laughs> ad TikTok should I do? Maybe Kelsey can give me some tips there. <laughs> sure. After, after the podcast, he'd be... <laughs> You know, but uh, just, you know, going down that rabbit hole. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of people on TikTok that uh, look at Anthony Lee. Uh, mm. He had 53,000 followers, I think. Uh, but I I think uh, there was an interruption at, at some point. Uh, so he lost the account, I think. So don't, mm -hmm. I, I'm not 100% sure. Yeah. But then he's doing some other stuff. But okay. stuff like this, these tips that you can give out to people would do yeah. really, really well on, on tip -talk, TikTok. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. the same for a brand. You know, if, yeah. if you're passionate about anything, which you are, uh, but the brand as well, um, TikTok is, is a pretty good alternative. Plus, by the way, um, again, different rabbit hole, TikTok shop. So we're talking to the uh, the heads of TikTok shop. Um, I think next week or so, we've got a, a, a meeting with them and we can give you a lot more information. Hopefully we can get them on the podcast too. Wow. Pretty cool. Yeah. Okay. And we have one more question from uh, Shia. Uh, do you feel the time to be the most aggressive with PPC is right at launch? And how do you factor budgets like how much you should spend and what launch a cost should uh, look like. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, depending on what kind of seller you are, like some people are invested in the long term, like they want their products to be part of a, a line and those that line matters. And, you know, this this product is, you know, is part of that line and there's an identity around it. You definitely want to think and plan for the long term, in which case the first three months don't even bother about ACOS. I mean, you can't, you can't because things are so expensive. CPCs are now $2, $3, $4. This is like, this was unheard of like a year, two years ago. Like, I mean, they're even starting at three or $4. It's like crazy. So it's very natural for ACOS to be super high in the first couple of months. Uh, I would say two to three months. Um, and if, if you feel like these products are, you know, like, kind of throw away experiments, like it doesn't matter if it doesn't succeed kind of thing, then, you know, you can be more uh, conservative with the, the amount of time you're willing to spend on the high ACOS period. Like maybe just do the first 45 days and then let it, you know, uh, kind of play out its own fate. If the product is worthy, it will 
it will survive. If not, then, you know, it's time for it to, to go kind of thing. Uh, because literally the first couple of months decide the, the future of a product. I mean, I haven't seen any products that had a terrible start, but then later on became, you know, like bestsellers in that category. It's just everything happens at the beginning. So you, you want to attack it with all guns blazing uh, right at the start, making it, you know, giving it its best shot uh, so that it ha it can survive. So, yeah. Okay. Looks like Tony's got a question too. And I've never heard of this. I don't yes. know this event. <laughs> I know this event. Do um, you? Yeah, because PPC Ninja is sponsoring it. So I will be there. Okay. Yeah. I have no, I've never heard of it. What What is it? It's in Australia. It's uh, run by... Oh, yes, yes, yes. I've heard. Sorry, I was thinking North American. Yeah. Unfortunately, no, no. Uh, I'm not going. I'd love to go. I heard last year it was very good. Very good, uh, yeah. But 25-hour uh, flights for an old guy. <laughs> Norm, you're not supposed to use that O word. That's That shouldn't exist in your <laughs> dictionary. All right. Fossil. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. The that's fossil of the word. Yes, it, yes, word. that's it. That is the F word. <laughs> it's I'm the fossil of the e-com, you know, niche. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so we got one more. One more question, and then we'll close things up. Uh, from Shaya, yeah. when do you start scaling back to lower ACOS? Yeah, so I, I, you know, anywhere between uh, month two and month three, we start to slowly decrease. So let's say your first month is uh, running at eighty percent ACOS, second month, you know, around seventy, and then you start to bring that down to 50, 30, 40, uh, 40, 30 and 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 converge very quickly on your target ACOS. So no more than three months, uh, no less than one a month and a half. Okay, all right. I think that's it. Ritu, if somebody wants to reach out and get a hold of your company, how do yeah. they do that? Yeah, so you can go to, um, uh, you can find me on LinkedIn. Uh, so I'm there, my full name, R-I-T-U-J-A-V-A. -A. Um, or you could uh, just reach out to me by email, ritu at ppcninja.com. Fantastic. Okay, we're going to have a word from our sponsor. Then we'll come back for the Wheel of Kelsey. And if you haven't entered, uh, last chance, hashtag Wheel of Kelsey, tag two people. And you'll get a second entry. This episode of Lunch with Norm is sponsored by Rebate. Attention sellers and brand owners want to reach more shoppers and boost sales? Rebate's platform connects sellers with shoppers seeking great deals on new products. They make it easy to offer promotions, handle rebates, and ensure seamless redemptions. With countless reviews from satisfied customers, Rebate is the go-to solution to increase your sales. Visit Rebate.com today and start reaching more shoppers. Now let's get back to the show. All right. So, Kelsey. Yes. It's that time. Yes, it's that time. We've got a couple entries. Um, yeah, it should be good. Let's see. It's time for the Wheel of Kelsey. Here we go. It's time for the Wheel of Kelsey. All right. This is going to be a good one, whoever wins. All right. Okay, so I think everyone is in. Um, let me see. I'll spin it up. Thank you, everyone, for entering. We do this every single podcast. 
Let's see who today's winner is. Man, Trip got it again. Wow, he's on a roll. Is yes. All right, congratulations. Congratulations, Trip. <laughs> email me at k at com, and uh, we'll set you up. Okay, very good. Ritu, thank you so much for coming on. Want more great information? Don't forget to subscribe by clicking here. Also, if you want to check out our latest podcast, click over here. Entrepreneur, entrepreneur, entrepreneur.